saints, my name is Lucy Natalia Morris and you are welcome to the Cod for Children podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about fasting and I'm going to be sharing with you guys my personal 21 days of fasting. As a matter of fact, I think it is actually 24 because I did three days and then I started the 21 days right at the top of the year. Now, this would have to be my first intentional fasting period. I have done fasting before um, with my church and with uh, my family, but it was never really as intentional as this one. I would say those other fasting experiences were pretty much traditional. Um, Fasting is coupled with prayer. Um, it's It's coupled with worship. It's coupled with not focusing on carnal things and really, really, um, focusing on building your relationship with God and just seeking God more in that moment. You're like on a mountain. You go to the mountain to seek complete solace from from the world and just to be with God. There was an immense difference between my fasting experience this year and the one that I did all the years before, actually. And that was because I really wanted to seek the face of the Lord and I really did not want this year's fasting to be as monotonous as it was all the years before. And I really did. It really was different. The Lord really came through for me and I cannot begin to tell you the the visitations and the things that the revelations that I have seen. And I'm going to be sharing with you guys some of those in this episode. So yes, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this fasting also was because I needed I needed my dream life to be different. The purposes of our dream is to give us this our spiritual eyes to see what is going on in the spiritual room it's also a way for god to communicate through us to us so my dream life was pretty horrible it was pretty horrible it was always a battlefield every time i went to sleep it was like something crazy was going on and it was only until i found out the meaning behind these dreams that i realized that okay there's something different that needs to be done because if we look at Matthew 17 verse 21 it tells us that this kind does not go out except by fasting and by prayer so whatever that I was doing before it clearly wasn't working and it wasn't much and that's why I set aside this year to really fight and to fight with all I had and one of those was fasting so I conducted the fasting and when I tell you within the first few days there was a huge difference okay there was a huge difference like i said i used to my dreams were filled with so much like fighting and battling and strange dreams and you know just weird things but it's like they would still come but i always had the victory they would try to come in and there would be things happening but i always had a the victory i always had the victory and the lord actually revealed to me so many things about my own life about my family there were things that were about to happen in my family that the lord revealed to me through my dreams prior to doing this fasting i would always get like dreams in my family they call me the dreamer because whenever i go to bed i'm always dreaming i'm always dreaming about things but the difference is that I didn't know what those dreams meant. And getting closer to God, he will reveal so many things to you. He will reveal it himself through his word and through his prophets. And so I came to understand some of the the meaning behind these dreams. And I was able to communicate them and interpret them to my family members. And that's how we were able to pray and get through some of the things that we've been going through like for ages. And some of my friends, they've been coming to me and asking me like, 
you know, they're asking me like some asking me for like the interpretation of their dreams. And I've been telling them just because I have set aside time to really focus on the Lord and he's been telling me things. He's been revealing things to me in my dreams. I just didn't know how to interpret it and I didn't know what to do with it. So this fasting year, this fasting experience has been a life changing experience some of the things that I've learned with fasting is that for one, like I said, it's definitely time that you have to spend, you really have to connect to God. You have to take out everything away, every distraction away and really focus on God. It makes you become really sensitive to heavenly frequencies, like really sensitive, immensely sensitive. There are things that were will there are things that are about to happen, things that will happen, and the Lord will speak to you. But the Lord is not loud. He's not he's not he's not like ferocious. The Lord will come to us through the Holy Spirit and He will come peacefully. And he will only say things one at a time. It's not like the voices of the enemy or the, the voices of of things that don't need to be speaking to us. He will come and he will speak softly and he will speak swiftly. So we re- it makes us really, really feel, really get to feel like this presence of God one and also look and connect to the Holy Spirit. So that's one thing that I've learned. Another thing that I've learned is that while you're fasting, there is like a hedge of fire around you. The Holy Ghost is definitely around you. And I felt that. I felt like I was untouchable. I felt like anything that wanted to try me literally had to go through that fire. And if they dared, they, w- they would be waiting for me on the other side. I felt so powerful. And powerful in a way as though I can't be touched because I have I have I have God with me. I have God in front of me and I know that He will help me. So it just felt like there was nothing that anything could do to, to mess with me. So that was one thing. And like I was stating earlier, divine revelations. I talked about this in a couple of podcast episodes ago. I was talking about Daniel 10, which is where the 21 days fast thing comes from. Um, Daniel was, um, he fasted for 21 days in the Bible and then he received a visitation from Angel Angel Gabriel explaining to him all the things that were going on while he was fasting and praying. I believe it was on the seventh night of my fasting and the Lord, the Lord came to me. I was in, it was a dream and I was sitting in front of like a huge window I was sitting in front of the window and I had a Bible on my lap and it, it was like I was talking to people. I was just talking. I was preaching. I was just reading from the Bible. I was just talking, but it was a light. There was like illumination coming through the, the window, but I couldn't see it. It was like a white canvas. I cannot, I could not see out of it, but it, it, it was so bright. It was really bright. I couldn't see out of it and I couldn't see who I was talking to. But I knew that there there was someone there. There was somebody there. And so I just kept going. I kept talking. I kept witnessing. And then I just heard like a voice in the back, like around me, like in the back and around me. And I was sitting in my living room. I was sitting in my living room, sitting on the floor in front of the window. And I could hear the the, the voice of the Lord. And this is what he said. He said, tell my people that I am on my way. Tell them to repent from them from their sins. Tell them to prepare for me. Tell them that I am coming. Tell tell them to turn away from everything that they've been doing and really seek me. And I was like, 
I was silent and I woke up and I was just like thanking God. I have never in my entire life ever had a dream like that. I've never had a dream like that. The Lord has never spoken to me in my dream ever in my entire life. And I could just say all glory to God because it just shows that, you know, he's leading me the right way. He's leading me. I'm on the right. I'm on the right path because oftentimes when you do seek out to want to grow better, to to do better, to grow spiritually and to just become on fire, become a person on fire from for, for the Lord, you will receive opposition. You will receive critics. You will receive people telling you that you're legalistic and you are holier than thou and you feel like you're better and you're a Pharisee and you're you you believe in the old testament and you're trying to please god and you're trying to make yourself perfect and better when when in all senses why wouldn't you want to why wouldn't you want to get closer to god and build your spiritual life we do everything else we give our 10 x we give 10 x to everything else in our entire lives we give prominence to everything else we seek to be better in everything else in every area of our life but the one area that it matters the most, we feel okay. We feel like it's fine to be mediocre. And so you will have a lot of people telling you and giving you pushback about that. So it really comforted me and told me that I am on the right track. I've never had a dream like that before, ever in my entire life. So all glory to God. In the Bible, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 tells us that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else. Everything will be added unto us. Matthew thirteen forty four to 46 describes the kingdom of heaven like a treasure that is hidden in a field, which a man sells all he has just to purchase that field. So in other words, there is nothing comparable, absolutely nothing that has even a fraction of equivalence of authenticity that can be compared to seeking and genuinely serving and hungering for God. We can never, ever find it outside of his presence. You know, but the problem is with a lot of us Christians and just our generation is that we've become very over familiarized with God. Um, you know, we don't want to push ourselves in ways that can make us feel uncomfortable. We're okay in our comfort zone, and that's not how it was supposed to be. We're supposed to always be seeking to build our relationship and build our spiritual lives. That's just the only way that we can have answers to some of our problems and to grow with the Lord. We're never supposed to stay in one position and just be fine there. I mean, some people are okay with that and that's their personal choice because the Lord has given us our own personal choice. But if we want bigger and better things, we want we want to really have the gratifying feeling of really enjoying what the Lord can do with and through our lives, then we have to grow. We have to grow. It's very unfortunate that our generation has completely ditched the ways that we were commanded to do in the Bible and we just kind of seek worldliness. We seek to seek to appease our our flesh and we don't like things that'll make us uncomfortable in our in our spirit. You know, but the good news is that the Lord is raising up young prophets. He's raising up people who who they have awakened and they can really read. They can really read between the lies and see the truth. They can really discern what exactly is going on here. You know, so we give God the glory for that because he can make, he can take out from all the things that is going wrong. He can take out the good things. Just like when in 
Sodom and Gomorrah, he took out his good and righteous people before he destroyed that land. And so the Lord will take out his prophets. He will take out the people that he wants to use. But the, the, the thing is that we have to be willing because when Abraham, Lot, and his wife were coming out of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife turned back and she became a pillar of salt. So the choice is that we have to make a decision to abandon something and we cannot turn back. We have to keep going forward. That's the only way out. And so we really have to make a decision that we really want to serve the Lord. We should not be content with the way that we are because there's no there's no substance there. There's no substance there. Every figure, every biblical figure that we've seen in the Bible, the Lord did something different with each and every one of them, but they all had the same goal. They all had the same they all had the same function. They served the Lord, they worshiped the Lord, they were righteous, and they obeyed the Lord. They obeyed the Lord. So I know we have a variant of people that come out and they say they're preaching and it's nice that we look at some of our young fellow young Christians and you know they they're cool they look cool and we think that it's 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 great that's how we should be like I said we should have that discernment to really to really put in to look at the Bible and see what the Lord is commanding us to do and really see if this is the right way that we should go whatever whoever you listen to Always make sure that it is that, that what they're seeing is aligned with the word. That it aligns with God's word. And, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And he will help you. You see, the enemy is having a good old time playing with people's spiritual lives. And just playing with their lives in general. I need not to give an example of this. Because you can just log on to YouTube and watch clips of quote-unquote sermons and churches nowadays. He is having a good old time playing around with the spiritual lives and just the lives and destiny of many of our fellow young Christians out there. And for most of them, it's not it's it's not what it's not a choice that they decided that they were going to make. It's like a way that they were kind of led, if that makes sense. They did make the choice to attend those churches, but it's because they don't know anything different. The leaders that were supposed to come in and actually preach the undiluted word of God have turned it into a worldly festive event. And so they think that that's the, 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 the authentic way to serve the Lord. And so we have now a generation of young Christians who are just filled with worldliness and feel like, okay, well, the world and the word is a combination. We can have one foot in the word and have one foot in the world and we can still continue to navigate and we'll be completely fine. But that's not how it's supposed to be. You see, many of our great prophets and spiritual leaders are becoming older and they're becoming old and gray. All glory to God. And they can't even like they can't pass the, tor the torch to, to some of us because the church has become infiltrated with these false doctrines and self-idolization and just worldliness. We have to say, you know what? In a world that is like this, can God really trust us to pass the torch to us? Many of our great leaders have done the work. They've done the job. They've done everything that the Lord has commanded them to do. But who are they going to pass the torch to? Can the Lord really trust us to pass the torch to us and to continue the mission to continue to preach, to continue to serve, to continue to obey. Can he trust us? I believe that you listening to this episode is not by mistake. 
and you listening up until this point is not by mistake. The Lord has a plan and a purpose. It is not vain. It is not what the world will tell you. He will speak to you. But you really, 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 really have to pay attention and focus and really do something that was different. Like I mentioned, the Lord did different things in each and every one of our biblical figures. But they made a choice to really serve him and seek him. There's not one person in the Bible that the Lord really used and did things through that we can say he was like the rest. The Lord is not interested in, in quantity. The Lord is interested in quality. He's looking for us to say, God, here I am. Everyone else may be doing this, but I won't do it. Everyone else may be, may be going this way. I will not go that way. I will seek to have a genuine relationship with you. That's by what people may say. That's by what people may think. It's me and you. You can count on me. So that's why I decided to, to, to really do this fasting experience this year and do it in a way that I have never done it before. Because like someone wise once said, you do the same thing to get different results is insanity. It's madness. But when you do yeah, you take a different approach to get different results, that's wisdom. So I'm happy that I did this 21 days of fasting right at the top of the year. And I want to encourage you to pray to the Lord to ask him for guidance. And if you feel convicted to, to participate in 21 days of fasting, trust me, you devote 21 days to really seek the presence of the Lord and to keep your mind off of carnal things. The Lord will do so many things to you. The Lord will visit you divinely. He will reveal things to you. But it starts with us making the decision that we want to commit to the Lord. So I thank God for what the Lord is doing. I'm so happy sometimes I see people around my age that are really on fire for the Lord. And it makes me happy because we're not alone. It shows that we have there are people that really have ditched the ways of this world and really want to seek the Lord. And the Lord is 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 communicating the same message to all of us. So, all glory to God. I hope that this episode spoke to you um, and that we all have learned different things in this episode. I'm praying for each and every one of you. And until next time, bye for now. God bless you. The prayer of salvation is simple, but it is the greatest prayer you will ever pray. As you pray this prayer, you immediately gain access to dominion here on earth and your name is entered into the book of life. Wherever you are, if you haven't given your life to Christ, please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge my sins and turn away from them now. Jesus, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Take total control of my life. As from today, I say bye to the devil and I enter into your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. As you've prayed that prayer, I believe you've become born again and welcome into the kingdom of the Lord.